This is the Ramsey Call of the Day, part of the Ramsey Network. CJ is starting off this hour in Chicago. Hi, CJ. How are you? Hi. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Sure. What's up? So um, I'm 38 years old. My wife's 34. Um, we have an, uh, our take-home income is about $120,000 a year. And I've been, well, we've been working on um, paying off $57,000 in debt um, for the last six months or so. And my wife, she's six months pregnant. Um, so I've just been kind of saving money since we found out and come to find out, uh, she racked up $50,000 in credit card debt that I wasn't aware of. And I'm terrified and I don't know what to do. In the last six months? Um, no, this has actually been going on for longer than that. Um, I think it got worse since she became pregnant, buying baby stuff, and I don't know what all was going through her head, um, but, yeah, I'm scared. Okay, let me let me make sure I get the entire picture, okay? Um, she knew, and you two were having conversations, that you're trying to pay off $57,000 in debt. Yes. And you're watching to do that. Meantime, she's buying things, and so she was lying to you. Yeah, by not telling me she was lying. Yeah. Wow. Oh, purposefully hiding it. That's like deception. Correct. Yeah. Terrified is probably not the right word to describe your emotions. Yeah, that's that's accurate. Um, when you okay confronted her, what what happened? Um, she immediately came clean and started crying, and she I mean she feels bad about it. She knows she was in the wrong. Um, I, I told her that, you know, I can forgive her if she takes right steps to clean this up with me. And I mean, with her being about to have a baby in a few months, I told her, um, I will work as much overtime as I can. Luckily it's available to me. Did she and, tell you about it or you found out about it and confronted her? Cause that's a key thing here. Yeah. Confronted her. How'd you find it? Um, I had someone call me wanting us to um, refinance our mortgage and they were going through our credit report. And when he told me how much debt we had, I told him he was wrong because it was $50,000 more than what I thought we had. And then he went through and told me what it was. And that's when I confronted her and she came clean. Yeah. All right. So let me back out. Let me pan out just a minute here. Okay. And then we'll, mm -hmm. we'll get to what to do tactically with the money stuff in a little while. Okay. Having done what I do for 30 plus years, um, what we've discovered is, is that uh, this is first and foremost a breach of trust. Right. The money is secondary. The primary yeah. thing, and, and that's why people in my world call this financial infidelity. Because it's a deep breach of trust. Sexual infidelity is a deep breach of trust. And truthfully, for most people, this activates the same part in your brain or in your soul that sexual infidelity activates. Because it's first, it's not sex as much as it is a deep breach of trust. Right? Right. And yep. so... Uh, I'm telling you all that, and I'm making a big deal about it, not to get her in trouble, but 
uh, I'm going to strongly suggest you guys see a marriage counselor. Right. I think it's probably going to happen. Because your wife systematically lied to you for an extended period of time, and she needs mm-hmm. to get that really deep inside of her. She's mm-hmm. been a liar, a deceiver for an extended period of time. And what that does to your relationship and what that does to your trust of her. Mm-hmm. This is not, I bought something at Target and forgot to tell you. Right. This is a, this is a way different thing. Hey, can I ask you a question? $50,000 is a lot um, of money, which means there's a lot of items. Was she, can, can I just ask, was she bringing home things and you're like, hey, where did you get this? And she's lying. Oh, it was a gift. Did you notice things coming into the house? Can, can you tell me a little now, bit more about that? How are you that? so unplugged that 50 grand worth of stuff shows up and you don't realize it? Yeah. Well, it's 100%. I mean, I take full responsibility for not noticing sooner. Um, yes, yeah, she was buying, you know, baby stuff, but no, like, big ticket items that really hmm. self any alarms. Um, but I think she was using it. It just became a crutch for her. She was using it for everyday items, groceries. She's wanted yeah. it for anything she wanted that was not in the budget. The two of you had agreed to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Whew. So yeah, you guys got some relational work to do first and foremost. Okay. And mm-hmm. the way a Henry cloud's got a new book coming out on trust. If it's out already, you need to go get it. And both of you read it because the you are on track. The way you repair trust is first there is a, uh, a an admission of how big a deal the trust being broken is by her okay. and by you. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, the language you're using is a little bit soft peddling. It you're not owning all of your emotions. In other words. I don't think I, I'm fully, scared fully is not is yet, not like I'm honest. really so pissed off I can't breathe. That's mm-hmm. different than I'm scared. Yeah, I don't think it's fully hit me yet. Yeah. Like I said, I just yeah. found out three days ago. Okay. So. Well, I'm glad you're being nice about it and yeah. behaving. I don't want you to do something crazy. I don't mean that. But uh, And I don't think this is the end of your marriage. It shouldn't be. But she has to own the fact that she has lied to her husband for an mm-hmm. extended period of time. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then once she does that, then you say, okay, we're going to put in place some systems and some communication processes with the guidance of our marriage counselor to rebuild the trust. Okay. And that is going to be that we talk a lot about this. We talk a lot about our budget. We talk about a lot about where every dollar is going. We talk about there's, you know, and you're going to start pulling the credit bureau report once a month. And, um, you know, we're going to work through this and pay it off together. I don't mind paying off the 50 grand, but you've got to have assurance deep in your soul that this is not going to happen or something like this isn't going to happen again. Yeah. I'm wondering if something set that off or was this a behavior that, you know, that she's always just been prone to overspending, you know, or is this something that's like, I'm freaking out because I'm having a baby. You know what? There's not really an excuse. There's, there's not. this This is lying. I mean, it's just, I don't, having a, lots of people have babies and sure. don't lie. Happens all the time. Uh, lots of people have husbands that are too tight on the budget. That's or right. wives that are too tight on the budget, and they still don't have to lie. That's true. They just stand up to the control freak and go, uh-uh. That's uh, true. We need a little more stuff, more stuff for the baby. Yeah. Put it in the budget, bubba. Instead, My, sneaking oof. off and running up 50 grand is not okay. So no. you guys got to work through the relational part of this, and the money stuff you'll clean up pretty quick. Hey, before we jump back to the calls, let's go uh, back to that subject where a spouse 
has lied to their spouse over an extended period of time about a large amount of money. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's lots of possibilities of things that go on there. Um, and so if you're out there listening um, and you're struggling with that, let me tell you, the longer it goes on, the bigger the blow up mm-hmm. when it comes out. So if you happen to tune in today, you need to go in. Trust will be rebuilt faster if you admit it rather than being discovered. Yes. Number one. So yeah. that, that starts the process. And then you need to figure out what it was that caused you to want to hide. Now, what can happen is, and I've seen this a lot, is it can be. This wasn't the case with that guy mm-hmm. or his wife. But what can happen is, is one spouse is doing the bills. The other spouse is just rocking along. Yeah. Has no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the spouse doing the bills can't figure it out. It's out of control. And in order to keep up the lifestyle that the other spouse that knows nothing yes. is going on, they, as a shame-based thing, prop up the lifestyle with debt yep. and unbeknownst to the other spouse. So they're, they're propping up the family lifestyle. Another thing that can happen is uh, that, that causes this kind of deception. Most of the time, these people are not just liars. Yes, they, you're right. They result in becoming liars, but they're not... Like, I get the opportunity to, with malice, screw up my life by lying. That's not usually what's going on in their head. So it can be shame-based in that regard. Another thing that can happen is they start that you have a spouse that is a control freak that's too tight on the budget, mm-hmm. and their way of rebelling is to say, well, screw you. Right. I'm just going to go over and get some stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't give us enough for food, so I'm going to buy some food. Yeah, I'm taking matters into my own hands. I can ring this up on a credit yeah. card, and that way I, they're trying to pull back some control into their own hands. Yeah, because the the relationship isn't healthy, Right. meaning there's no give and take. Both votes don't count at the budget committee meeting. Mm-hmm. So when you're having a budget committee meeting, both votes count. Both of you get a say. And, you know, and, and, it, and in case of a tie, you got to figure it out. Right? That's right. And so uh, you're not, you know, yes, I want to get out of debt really fast. Yes, we're going to sell intense, but no, $100 a month for a family of six is not enough for food. Hello. Okay. You know, I mean, really. Well, then there's so, the well, scary side of it, Dave, where if there's a spouse that's pulled out their own credit card and they're spending, there could be something even more ominous at play, whether it's an affair yep. or uh, some sort of addiction problem. Exactly. That's, so, the thir- that's the third one is they're hiding some other misbehavior mm-hmm. with the financial. So it's not unusual at all. I mean, because the, the thing we used to laugh about, it's not funny, but, you know, a guy's having an affair mm-hmm. and he's covering all of that with a credit card over here hidden on the side because you can't really put side honey in the budget. Right. <laughs> right. You can't a have a, a light item it's for side It's not a line chick. item in the budget we're going to agree to, right? <laughs> right. So uh, that, that, you know. That's what you got to figure out. So that ain't, you know, that doesn't play either. But there's, there's so deception is deception is deception. And it mm-hmm. can be that there's something else going on. Well, the question is, okay, so we know, Dave, um, in the case of gambling, in the case of addiction, even some of those other things, you, those would be the times where you can put limitations on how you're combining your money. Exactly. Now, what, at what point, because the, the call we took earlier, there was $50,000 being spent. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. At what point would you say, okay, maybe it's not addiction, maybe it's not something like that, but my spouse is just gone off the rails. At what point would you say, okay, 
there might be a separation of finance that has to go into it. There's a separation of finance until trust can be rebuilt. If trust can never re- be rebuilt, that means the marriage is gone. Yeah, agree. So, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, if you're dealing with someone who's recovering uh, from an addiction, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be unusual at all for them to have zero access to the money mm-hmm. for a period of time and full communication and openness. Yeah. Because that's part of recovering from the addiction is cutting off the supply of money to do the addiction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, and to continue to destroy the family mm-hmm. in the process. So, and violation of that money thing is also an indication you're back in the stuff. Mm-hmm. You're back in the addiction. Okay. You, are you falling off the wagon? So uh, folks that we don't do addiction counseling here, but folks that do it, we work with a lot mm-hmm. and they tell us all the time, there's always a money tie. Always a money tie. You cannot be an addict. 100% of addicts eventually have financial trouble. Well, yeah, because something is funding this addiction. Yeah, something's out of control, and it's always going to show up in the checkbook. And so that's what's going on. So there can be that. There can be just – it could just be simple shame. Yeah. But whatever it is on your end, if you're the one that's doing the deceiving, 100% of this stuff is discovered eventually. It is? Eventually. It's going to come out. That's why it's so much better to just put it out there. Look, it's so much. If you're on the the negative side of this, the receiving end of it, I would feel so much better if someone came to me and said, here, look, I made a mistake. Here's what I did. As opposed to me randomly finding out about it and having to come to you and go, here's what I found out. Right. There's a little a teensy bit more grace when that person comes to you. Yeah, well, and and, there, and uh, it's easier to begin to trust again because yeah. that's a first indication of owning it. Well, yeah, you, there's got to be some remorse there in order for them to have done that. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Thanks for tuning in to the Ramsey Call of the Day. To check out all of our podcasts, just search Ramsey Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.